and welcome to episode 25 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters take on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector. I'm always thinking about my next meal for, well, myself and for my partner, James. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of three kids, two dogs, and a husband. Our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. So here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and other sources on the World Wide Web. We'll have all these recipes, our tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list on our website at www.dinnersisters.com. You can also get all this stuff sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter. This week's recipes were green pea hummus, orichetti with corn, greens, and ricotta, and Vietnamese shrimp spring roll bowls with sweet chili mango sauce. I think that's one of the longest titles we've had in a while, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this week we're going kind of pescatarian, vegetarian meals for the summer. I mm-hmm. thought it might be nice to feature a dinner recipe that was kind of a riff on our sandwich board from all the way back in episode four, which is the green pea hummus. Plus, I really wanted to cook with some fresh summer corn. And I picked the shrimp spring roll bowl because I know your family loves a spring roll, Betsy. They do. We do, and we usually have fun with the little wrappers. Mm. This was a deconstructed bowl, though, which was a lot easier <laughs> and just as delicious. So it was good. Yeah, nice. let's let's kick it off here. What do we have first? Yeah, so first recipe is a green pea hummus from First We Eat. Um, we've talked about making dinner out of homemade or kind of good bakery bread with a variety of meats and cheeses. This is what something we talked about in the smorgasbord, as I said before, in episode four. This idea, you know, the things we've seen on Instagram, these beautiful slate or like, re- re- you know, restored wood platters covered in things um, or just, you know, having a bunch of things to pick on for dinner. And yeah. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> I thought this green pea hummus was a fun idea for kind of a vegetarian version. Take out the meats and add in some hummus and beans kind of things. Yeah, I thought this was fun because it kind of ups the color punch on this, mm. which was fun with the peas in there. And it reminded me a little bit, too, of all of those different hummuses you've been seeing on yes. Pinterest, or Pinterest and Instagram and things mm-hmm. lately, which are like bright pink or green or the beet beet and things like that, which makes it just a little bit more fun. Yeah. We're on trend. That's Mm -hmm. it. We're on trend. Yeah. Just always. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how do you make this? Right. Basically, you just blanch, which is just briefly boil some frozen peas or fresh if you're crazy. I would not blitz fresh peas into this, by the way. Just that's a waste of peas. That takes Um, the simple out of the simple dinner. (laughs) I read that and I was like, Betsy's not doing that. Neither am I. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So back to frozen peas, boil those up briefly, and then you throw them in your blender with chickpeas, tahini, lemon, and a lot of cilantro. Um, I also did, for the first time, try Mary's tip that she talked about in um, episode 19, I think, where you boil um, the bake the, you boil the chickpeas in baking soda water, which loosens up the skin, and then you take the skins out. Um, yeah, so that's it. It's a bunch of things in a blender. Yeah, which I loved. I thought this was really easy. 
I kind of made it to have in my fridge, and mm. we did eat it on an easy dinner night. We also used it as kind of a snack, and I don't know, when I get hungry or snacky, honestly, sometimes when you're making dinner, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> which I is a bad thing. I mean, really I've eaten dinner before everyone. I've eaten dinner. Before. Yes. That's not and good. you're like, God, I just could use something to snack on while I'm eating, while I'm making my dinner. Mm. Um but if it's, like, something like this, it feels a little bit okay. Um, right. Yeah. I but said that, yes. Yes. I put it in the microwave with a little baking soda because I use chickpeas from a can. Mm-hmm. And I thought that worked out okay. I don't know if it was because we also put the peas in there. I'm not yeah. sure if I got, like, I don't know if this Well, then the peas recipe, kind of have a skin on them, too, right? I know. And then I yeah. thought, eh, maybe, maybe this Maybe you need to try the technique is... in another recipe. Exactly. Yeah. So I would maybe not recommend the additional baking soda step on this particular recipe. But if you just want to like throw all the stuff in from the frozen pea bag and the cans Mm. and the tahini, if you have it in your fridge, I mean, it's pretty easy. Yeah. And I also thought this was fun for like a kid's birthday party, Halloween party, just a fun color. Oh, it's so green. Yeah. You know, it's fun. Yeah. Which is just fun for kid stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had some homemade bread I um, around the house and some peppers from the farmer's market. I bought this huge pepper um, mm-hmm. to go along with it, which makes me seem really fancy. But this is literally just stuff I had banging around the house. Sometimes yeah. it's Triscuits, you know, and baby carrots. Like, Yeah, you know. I love a Triscuit. Oh, I do love a Triscuit. Um, anyway, I'd add this to my hummus rotation, but I wasn't super like, wow, this is amazing. Um, yeah, I give this a solid three out of five stars. Same here. Three out of five. I thought, okay, if I've got some peas and I'm already making hummus. Yeah, might throw I, them in. You know, good thing to know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So next up, we have a recipe for orchetti with corn, greens, and ricotta from Bon Appetit. Yes. So this recipe is actually something I've been making in some form or another for nearly like every summer for a long, mm-hmm. long time. Like the bacon, the corn, the pasta kind of thing. Um, because it's just such a good combo, you know, um, this recipe I liked because it was a nice structure for me to prevent me from kind of like halfway doing it, like not Mm -hmm. sauteing the greens enough or, you know, like, eh, this looks fine. You know, um, the times in there forced me to do it. So, but it's still a very straightforward recipe. You boil pasta and while that's going, you saute bacon, add in a bunch of fresh corn Add in the greens until they're really soft and wilted, which I have to say, like, go the extra mile and wilt these way down because it's just so much tastier. Mm -hmm. Um, You pull some of the pasta water while um, you're draining the pasta. and You kind of reserve that. And then when you put the pasta back into the saute pan with your corn, your bacon, your greens, and you mix it up, you add back that pasta water to loosen up, first of all, kind of just loosen up the veggies a little bit, but also create this kind of, I don't know, it just binds it together, Mm -hmm. which was really nice. And then the ricotta goes on the top. It's like a two pan dish, man, which I didn't think was was bad at all. I mean, every time I cut corn in my house, I've got corn in the corners for like days. Like, I don't know. I've tried every internet trick in the book. It's a thing, but not a lot of pans. Um, yep. So I thought it was a nice, easy, easier recipe. Yeah, I really like this because it felt like a really full meal mm-hmm. that featured some summer ingredients like the fresh corn. Mm. And also, I don't mind two pots if one is cooking pasta because the pasta 
boiling pot <laughs> is so easy to clean. I mean, like, let's be real. I just give it a little quick rinse with the water and kind of. <laughs> yeah, fair it's, it's like just was it was like just boiling the water. It's boiling hot water in there. And That's true. I think it's probably fine. Anyways, that aside, I love this recipe. I thought it was so delicious, and it gave that sort of balance of summer. Because mm. some of the summer dishes, which is great, is you're always eating kind of light in summer, and this mm-hmm. felt like kind of. It is just, a late summer meal. Yeah, don't you think it's crossing over into the fall uh, recipes? I know it's like a crossover meal. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So I would just say a few tips. Um, mm-hmm. I think the orichetti is actually really nice here. No, I try to be flexible. Mm-hmm. I don't always succeed. Um, but be like, well, but I think orichetti is nice here because it kind of grabs all the corn, which is otherwise it kind of scatters all over the dish. But if you don't have it, like, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be great. Um, the other, and you know what? I was thinking about spaghetti might work, Mm -hmm. might work with this to be truthful. Um, you know, the second thing is like, don't forget the pasta water, um, make a note, pull it out because it does actually really bind things together to make it a whole dish. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you do kind of just have pasta with corn and bacon and greens kind of mixed together, which is fine, you know, but I think the pasta water really helps. Yeah, right. Gives it like yeah. a kind of saucy consistency or kind exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah. That starch in there. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is I thought I had eight cups of Swiss chard. I did not. I had like four. And that was fine. How yes. much did you did you have? I Do just you think bought you one. No, no, no. I bought yeah. one kind of bunch of shard sure. for this recipe. Your standard you know, shard thought, bunch from the grocery store. Exactly, and I because I just I would never think that a recipe like a dinner recipe for four to six people would use two bunches of shard, mm. especially if it's got like corn and bacon and pasta. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought that was more than enough. I would. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was lacking. No, I mean. If you're really into shard, like go for it. Or you've got like a like a lot of shard from your garden. I think mom and dad sometimes are overrun with shard. Or I've got a friend who gets a lot of shard from her her um, CSA. And yes. you, like then go for it. Throw like, it in there. It's yeah, not going to suffer. But if you mm-hmm. get one bunch of shard and you're like, oh, I only have you'll, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ugh. Really loved this dish and I had like a cold glass of white wine, Betsy. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, five out of five for me. Perfect summer pasta. I gave this a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But I feel like it was it was one of the top recipes. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So our last recipe this week is the Vietnamese shrimp spring roll bowl with sweet chili mango sauce from Half Baked Harvest. Right. I picked this recipe because it had a really long title. No. Yeah. I think she could have chapped five words out of this. Doesn't matter. That's not the point. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, again, like the blogs, still super into bowls, which, you know. They are. Yeah. I mean, everyone's making a bowl. For years. Yeah. bowls. They just Uh don't die. You Mm -hmm. know? God, it's like, do you know what a smoothie bowl is? Do you know it's just a smoothie put in a bowl? I thought they were something different. They're not. No, no, that's – and they're, like, kind of infinitely flexible, which is something yeah. we'll get to here. It's right. definitely less of a recipe mm-hmm. than most things. That's true. Anyway, yeah. so I'm going to get – we're having rants and raves later, so I'll try to focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so this one caught my eye for a couple reasons. Um, 
it uses rice noodles, which I think is different than the grain bowls, which is fun. And the mm-hmm. second thing is I was looking forward to trying the sweet chili mango sauce. Yeah, I like to make spring rolls. So I was intrigued by this recipe. And I did just make this one with chicken instead of shrimp oh. because I had it on hand. And I put two chicken breasts in the Instant Pot with a cup or two of water, just like a little bit. Mm, mm-hmm. You have there. to do that, yeah. Yeah, you have to have a little bit of water to use the pressure cooker. So, you know, I put it in there, a little bit of water, hit the poultry button. Nice. 15 minutes it was done, which is great because I was needing to go do some other things. So when it was done, I just shredded it up. And I think you can be really flexible with the protein Yes. in these bowls. Because as we said, bowls are accommodating. Totally. Yeah. And like other bowls I've made, the complication really is in the chopping. You Mm -hmm. know, just settle yourself in for a little bit of veggie prep. Um, I need to learn to maybe do some of this ahead of time and then try to assemble on a weeknight, you know? Right. (laughs) But I did not. And that was a bit of a thing, but it was fine in the end. Um, For this recipe, right. So to get how you make it, you just need to boil a little rice noodles. Super quick. They go in in less than six minutes. Um, Just thaw and cook your shrimp if you're using it. Drain the noodles and the shrimp. Add it to the bowl with your cucumbers, peppers, carrots. And then you toss it all together with a mango sauce. But the mango sauce, all that is just, it's a blender Blender sauce, which is nice. Half a mango, oil, lime juice, fish sauce, chili sauce, and ginger. Um, mm-hmm. And then you just pile into bowls. Top with some, some herbs, some avocado, peanuts, extra sauce on the side. Yeah, it was it was very pretty when it was all dished up. What did you think? Right. So I did not blend this mango sauce. I diced it and sort of like oh. let it marinate together. And we were both saying we have to go back and look at the recipe again because I'm yeah. not sure exactly what her specific instructions mm. were. Again, I don't think it really matters that much. Um, <laughs> it's pretty flexible. Because right? it's, it's one of these bowls mm-hmm. to do. But I liked – I did like the mango sauce. And when you read through her recipes, she does say, I just tossed in all of my fresh spring bre- vegetables. Oh, So okay. I kind of took this to mean – Use what you have on hand. And so for Fair that, enough, right? for me, it was like carrots, cucumbers, this chicken, this mango sauce. I was not stressing that I did not have the avocado to put on top. I did have some peanuts, yeah. so I used that. You know what I mean? Like, I think you need to kind of yeah. take these all with a little, like, Like, here's your framework. Recipes. This is what it's, yeah. you know, and I, yeah, like, let's, let's not go crazy. Like, I wouldn't put butternut squash in this. That sounds, you know, like cooked squash or something. Well, right. In, in I'm just trying to say, like, in the category of a hard vegetable, right? Your radishes, your yes, carrots, yeah. your cucumbers, um, maybe even raw zucchini. I know, not for your kids or James. Yeah, you could peel off a little bit with the vegetable peeler. That might be kind of delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, and I did have some hot sauce, this, like, citrusy hot sauce I had gotten from Trader Joe's. So I put, put a little bit of that on there. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. I, you know, you and I talked about this. I have to admit, I got a little annoyed with the sauce because i really mm-hmm. wanted more flavor in it and i don't know maybe yeah. it was a long title or something i was like "Ooh, sweet mango chili sauce this is going to be amazing and just be so poppy and like with the mango and then it kind of wasn't for me i don't know i think i maybe needed a little more lime juice a little more um hot sauce in there and she does like give pretty general descriptions so i think i just needed to be a little more flexible to my taste um i would also maybe decrease the oil because i kind of found it to be a little too oily for me but Mm -hmm. um and then the shrimp eh, 
I wasn't super into boiled shrimp on top there because I felt like it needed something else, like grilling or marination. I don't know. This recipe made me very fussy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so funny. I know. <laughs> it looked really, it looked gorgeous, like very Instagrammable. Um, anyway, if I was going to rate it, it's still a three, but it's kind of just, just barely a three for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm setting it up for too high of a bar. I don't know. I know. Well, I think you could. I think you could decrease the oil and maybe increase the mango in the sauce for sure. I had a nice ripe mango. The girls loved this sauce. Oh, really? I kind of, <laughs> yeah. Which maybe says something because they're not, you know, too much pop, and they might have like been turned off by it. Yeah, so fair enough. That's a good point. It could have been like a milder sauce, and they were just really liking it. But I sort of served it. Um, kind of family style on the table so i just put Mm. out like a Mm. bowl of shredded chicken the bowl of cucumbers a bowl of carrots and let everyone sort of assemble their own bowls so i thought it worked well for a dinner time for me Mm -hmm. i'm moving this to three because i feel like this bowl concept and again this like as a starting point great i don't think it was like a a tight recipe like that orichetti was like this is the dish you're gonna make and it's gonna be great yeah, yeah. Don't don't mess around with the orichetti recipe. That's one's like locked. This one, yeah. this one's got some wiggle room in here to kind of make it your own and kind of improve on things that you want, maybe to make a little different or better. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's wrap it up. Yeah, I like that orichetti. That was my winner for this week. Yeah, me what too. You think? Yeah, I had some highs and lows, you know, in this episode, but I have to say the orichetti <laughs> won me over. <laughs> like, I know. I think honestly. they were all good mm-hmm. kind of like i don't think anything really failed but i think that was the one that we thought we kind of both thought like wow this is a tight recipe that's gonna yeah. give you a solid dinner and the other two were more like flexible like if you're someone who likes to sort of experiment in the kitchen a little bit mm-hmm. and oh yeah for sure i would say like the orichetti too would be a dinner a dinner that would make for other people like a yes. pasta that's yeah. fancy enough for other people, don't you think? I think so. I definitely yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Okay. Well, enough of our fangirling over the Oriketti. If any of these recipes sound good, please make sure to check out our show notes and grocery lists at dinnersisters.com. We've got links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we discussed, as well as a link to a shopping list. So if you're going grocery shopping for any of these recipes, it'll be right there for you. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to chat more with us, ask to, join, ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We're at Dinner Sisters Podcast on Facebook. All right, Kate. So what's up this week for the smorgasbord? Yes. So we've been talking a lot about practical issues with the smorgasbord these past couple episodes, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, freezing summer produce and baking. All right. Well, fine. Baking isn't practical. But I thought we could find something a little different. So we have this time a new addition to the smorgasbord, rants and raves. (laughs) This is great. I made this up. This is just a new thing. (laughs) I know. This is like listener corner. (laughs) Look. It's like a Kate special. All right. (laughs) Tell me more about rants and raves. (laughs) <laughs> okay, maybe not. I'm not into branding, but as you can probably have guessed, it's a little self-explanatory, much like right? Listener Corner was. <laughs> you're but like, we have some you're into the on-the-nose brand, <laughs> right? I don't know. It could be a thing. Yeah. Anyway, here's here's some rules. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. We each get a rant, and we each get a rave, 
And then we'll open it up to our listeners in the Facebook group and take stock of what they've been loving and not so loving. Um, yeah. So we'll have listeners weigh in later. Um, but for us right now, this is our rants and raves. And in the interest of ending on a high note, we can start with rants. So Betsy, I will give you the floor. All right. So I was thinking about my rant mm. and it's really something I've brought up before and oh, we'll geez. bring up again. It's these recipes that don't list water, <laughs> broth you're supposed to save, or other liquid ingredient or other liquids in the ingredients list. Uh, I, I mean, don't, Kate. I feel like it might be like a me issue. Like maybe if we were to talk to like a professional recipe developer, yeah. they'd be like, "Well, this is the way it's done." But if it is, I am anti-establishment on this one. <laughs> Power the people, Betsy. Because it drives me crazy. I mean, um, that's yeah. The, yeah I. I I hear you. Yeah. I just think if it's going, if it's going into the recipe, if it's a a component that I need to make this dish, please put it in the ingredients list. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like this is so easy. But the more recipes we're making, which is now we're approaching like 30 episodes, which is three, Mm -hmm. you know, which is almost 100 recipes. This is (laughs) something that's driving me nutty um and then i should now i'm now i know to go in there and look for little extra things but i sort of feel like it's like like a little bit of a treasure like a really irritating treasure hunt yeah no one likes an irritating treasure hunt no so that's my rant what do you Mm -hmm. have yeah okay so mine's a little different mine's more about Mm -hmm. a food trend that i'm seeing Mm -hmm. which is the activated charcoal thing have you seen this well i have because they banned it in new york city right Right. When the the black lemonades. Oh, it's oh. disgusting looking. Yeah. I mean. I saw I some black ice cream in a black oh. ice cream cone the other day. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. Supposedly, this sucks the toxins out of your gut because they make it out of activated charcoal, which is, you know, charcoal that like, is really absorbent. So it will do that. Um, but I hate it because of two things. It looks disgusting. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, people. It just doesn't look good. And B... Mm-hmm. Or is that, what did I say, one, then two? So no, two. <laughs> two irritated even count. Um, if you drink it and the, you're, you're, like, using beneficial medications, like let's say you have to be on antibiotics or let's say you're on a daily prescription, it will absorb that medication too, which is a bad thing. Ugh. There's a reason why people have not been drinking activated charcoal before because it's it's not good. It's not good. Just stop. Okay. Well... The I'm New York sh- City Health Department agrees with you. <laughs> I know. I'm a fun time, but right. it's true. It's true. Okay. All right. So let's talk about some things fun. Betsy, let's give us something nice to think about. Okay. So my rave for this week is for Compost Now, which Ooh. is a company in Atlanta that will haul off your kitchen compost or your you know household compost weekly. It's about 20 to 30 bucks a month. You get a little oh, that's bin. that's cheap. It is. You get a little oh. bin, you fill it up with your compostable materials, including bones, eggshells, like stuff that you normally, food oh. waste that's normally oh. not compostable. They pick it up and then they leave you a clean bin. Oh, right? I love this. Which is great. So I know about them also because our elementary school, Fernbank Elementary School in Atlanta, we are doing a 
sustainable cafeteria thing. We're eliminating styrofoam. Yeah, Yeah, we're eliminating the styrofoam. We're using compostable trays. And we're composting with Compost Now. They're going to haul off our organic materials at lunch, which is a public school with 800 kids. Wow. We are starting this in September. It's a really big deal. And they are going to be our partner, like community partner in doing the composting for us. And they've been amazing. And I just love all the work that's being done in food waste lately. And I just wanted to highlight highlight them because I think that's just a really cool thing they're doing. That does sound cool. I yeah. wish they had something like that. Maybe I could investigate, see if they have something like that up here in Providence because that'd be fantastic. I think it's starting to kind of catch on. And I think, you know, the more people that use them, the more they will um, grow yeah. and all these things will start happening. So, So that's good. And that is my rave. I love it. What's yours? I love it. My rave is a little less, um, uh, you know, social justice impact, but it is something that I really, really love because I mm-hmm. got the, uh, it in the mail the other day, and it is the Zingerman's Deli catalogs. It's Zingerman's with a Z. I have, you know, I've unsubscribed now, speaking of waste, from so many paper catalogs, but this one I still keep getting. They are a Jewish deli out of Michigan, which mm-hmm. it sounds really random, but true um they just have these really delicious and amazing products like a single press olive oil and they have got bakery and they do cheese and they ship all over the place and the catalog is so cute and has these hand-drawn um you know pictures and stories and it's just a really well done well put out company i've sent friends they have a reuben sandwich kit Oh, that's fun. Which is, you can send people, like, all the stuff for a Reuben sandwich. Yeah. I've sent friends in rural Maine, like, baked goods from good bakeries before a good bakery went in over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I got James a bacon box. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, super yeah. fun. Everyone I know that has gotten it loves it. Um, it's just a treat to get in the mail. Even if I never order anything, you know, it's just really nice and a really well-run company, and I love them. So I thought that would be my rave. Well, that's fun. I like that. And good idea to order this. So we're ending on a high note. I appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We don't need to end with me yelling about activated charcoal. That's right. That's not good. (laughs) All right. So coming up next week, we have back to school recipes because it is that time of year. Speaking (gasps) of crossing over into fall. So So, much so. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this one pot Cajun chicken dish we have from Mm. the kitchen. Yeah, there's a ginger scallion chicken stir fry that I'm curious to see if it lives up to its promise. So that's what's for dinner. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We will save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. There you can also get all of our show notes, a shopping list, and other fun stuff. Got some dinner ideas? Shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com or drop us a line on our Facebook page, which is at dinnersisterspodcast. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating. Happy eating.